This episode is brought to you in part by Visions Federal Credit Union, a proud supporter of The People Chronicles, a community storytelling project managed by Humanity Works II, a 501c3. Visions Federal Credit Union, money matters to people, people matter to us. Visionsfcu.org and Queen City Restaurant, where good friends meet for good food. QueenCityReading.com. Hello and welcome to the People Chronicles Storied Women. I'm Anna Rosen Garrett Milch and I am your host. I am also the author of Lunch with Lucille. Now Lunch with Lucille is a story of how one woman's life impacted another woman's because she shared her story. And so here on Storied Women, we bring women from our community to share their story. And today, birthday girl over here, <laughs> <laughs> Melissa De Stefano, De Stefano, right, is our is our guest, and so I would like to ask you this one, the one magic question, birthday girl. Uh, what is it that you want us to remember from this chat today? So I've been thinking about this for a little bit, and I think I would like people to take away from this conversation three things, and that's kindness, decency, and humanity. Um, we we're in this big, beautiful world together, and there are so many different walks of life all around us and we don't know their stories and I hope people are willing to share their stories just so that we can educate one another. Um, I believe that people walk around with preconceived notions and stigmas that are very negative and can be very judgmental and hurtful and I believe that if people share their stories and are willing to be open about their journeys that there will be more acceptance in the world. Yeah and I know that you've been on a journey your family's been on a journey. Yes. Uh, so could you share that journey with us? So, yeah, I mean, my journey is, is very long and it includes many different facets of positivity and negativity. Um, just recently, I would say that the biggest impact um, on my life and my family's life is the fact that my son came out as um, transgender. And so that, how long ago is that? Um, oh gosh. It's been a long time. Publicly, it's been about four years now. Okay. But privately, it was much longer. Okay, so you were well aware of his desire to come out, or you were not? Um, or you I speculated? Mean, I mean, because I mean, a mother, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a mother, we know it all. I mean, you know, so there's not. Yeah, well, what I was thinking was not the truth. Um, you know, I was always thinking that, that my child was going to come out as a lesbian. And I was always fine with that, you know, I, I embraced many different walks of life sure. and I just wanted my child to be okay with who they were. So um, I was prepared for that conversation, mom, I'm a lesbian, but instead I got mom, I was born in the wrong body. And that kind of threw me through a loop because I was not prepared for that conversation. Um, it, was a, it was a tough time. Um, I was going through a divorce at the same time and I felt very alone. I did not know anybody else that had been on that journey. Um, and a lot of that has to do with my previous statement. Um, had more people shared their journeys, I think I would have been more equipped to handle that, that, that uh, dialogue with my, with my sure. child at the time. Sure. So. so what did you do? So tell me what happened then. Oh, I went right to the internet. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody does? <laughs> I don't know what we did you know, 30 years ago when we didn't have that. Um, so there really was no person. There was no, just there no. was just this en this entity or this it was electronic Google. communication. You yeah. know, it was Google, and the things that popped up about this topic were it was a lot of negativity, and I was engrossed in suicide rates 
and violence and discrimination and judgment. And I felt like the wind was out of my sails. I didn't know what I I didn't know what I could do as a mom. Sure, because our our instincts, are, of course, are that, is that we love this child and want everything that's to make it easy for them. And then, you know, this is what we want them to have an easy life and a good life and a safe right. life. And now you're reading all of this, and this is one that's been so frightening. Yeah, and you know, you, you need a tribe around you when yeah, you experience sure. um, information like this. And not knowing anybody that had gone through that or anybody that even was on that same path was really, it was defeating and it was lonely. I can imagine, um, sure. I kind of made a vow at that point that if we get through this, I mean, I knew we were going to get through it, but when we get through it, um, I was going to be that point person for somebody else um, because I did not have anyone to reach out to. So now I reach out to other families or I am open to other families coming to me and sharing my journey because I really think that sharing is what educates people. Um, Great. So, all right. So, so had had Aiden not decided to come out, you would not have put yourself out there. You would not have been educated yourself, and now putting yourself out there for other women or other people, I shouldn't say, but other um, just other people who might be experiencing the same thing. And and so, tell us, tell me what you do with that now. So I'm involved in many different advocacy groups, um, the ACLU, Human Rights Campaign, Pennsylvania Youth Congress, Free Mom Hugs, um, and just a basic point person for anybody. Um, I get reach outs from a lot of different people that say, hey, Melissa, I know about this mom that's struggling. Do you mind if I give them or give her your contact information? And I always say yes. Sometimes they call, other times they don't. But I think just to know that they have this number of this person who gets it who's been there, who's walked next to their child, who's dealt with their family, who's dealt with the schools, I think it just opens up a whole new avenue for them to find the support that they need. Um, it wasn't until I found a support group and a therapy, um, a, a counseling center mm -hmm. that specialized in this. Is this local? Um, it was, it was in Douglasville. Oh, great. Um, they also have centers in Collegeville. Uh, it was called Sanctuary Counseling. They, they really helped Aiden and I both, and my daughter, Michaela, understand what what this journey was going to mean for the entire family and initially Aiden didn't want anything to do with it he's he like didn't absolutely want, he didn't not want anything to do with the counseling no because he did his own research and I think he was when he researched therapy it was all about conversion therapy which is horrible oh, sure. um, and I think that's what he was thinking that was that, my that, aim um, and I said absolutely not my aim is to educate you to educate me so that we can educate everybody else because you know it's not just Aiden that's going through this it, it was our immediate family and our extended family and our schools and our churches and it was just everything you know our neighborhood um, you, you have to have enough knowledge about what journey you're on to be able to help other people walk alongside you good point really good point yeah, yeah. so how, how are the, how is your support system now Fabulous. Are you, Fabulous. Were you, did it blow you away that people were so open and, and understanding? It really did. It, it blew me away. Um, we, when Aiden came out, he came out publicly on Facebook, and I wasn't too keen about that as a mom. Um, his was a video. I followed up with a letter. And we, and now I asked very kindly in the letter to not share any negativity because the only way that we're going to make this journey the way it needs to be is to be positive and 
to focus on those three words I mentioned earlier, kindness, kindness decency, and humanity, humanity. right? Um, because there's enough negativity in the world, and if people want to share that negativity with us, it's just going to poke another hole in our tire. And you know, why? What to what cause? You know, what would your judgment or your preconceived notions or stigmas against what we're dealing with? Who is that going to benefit? You know? Yeah. Um, so I just kindly ask that they not share that type of negativity with us, um, and to just be respectful. And most people were. You know, the people were, who weren't, you know, we kindly said, well, you know, we'll move on and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you also run into the, the, the system as being a uh, mm -hmm. kind of like a stonewalling you as far as when it came to changing his name. Yes, yes. So Aiden's very first um, taste of discrimination was done at the judici judicial level. Uh, when we filed for his name change, it was denied in a, in a court system. For um, the reason of no reason? No reason. Okay. No reason. So you can only lead yourself to believe that it was a discriminatory, discriminatory reason. Um, so we had to fight that, and that was my, um, the beginning of my advocacy, I would say. I was never, bef never before when Aiden came out to me as being transgender, was I somebody who was going to stand up for other than, you know, you defend your kids' rights, right? right? Mm -hmm. But I was non-political. I was not willing to step on anyone's toes. Um, very quiet, backseat kind of person. Um, once that judge denied my son his name, I had kind of propelled myself into being an advocate and fighting for what's right based on his humanity. Sure. Sure. So, <laughs> so it's amazing, though, you know, uh, how our what our children can do for us. You know, this whole this whole journey that we think Aiden is on, it's been a real growth journey for you. I mean, it has made you an incredible mother, an incredible woman. Thank I you. mean, it's really taken you to a whole new level. Yeah. Yeah. It really has. You know, I, everybody has bumps and sure. on their roads, but um, when you're really knocked down, it, you have two choices. You can either stay down or get back up. And I chose to get back up and face it with decency and kindness and humanity. humanity. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm stuck on no, that. <laughs> I love it. I think we, we need to remember the decency, kindness, and humanity. Yeah. I mean, what an incredible world it would be if we could, if we all could just focus on that. I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful. I am. I'm hopeful as well. Yeah. You know, um, but I, and I know that you have an extremely supportive family. I know. Mm -hmm. I met your mom. And uh, and I love her stories about how she <laughs> how how she tells people how that her her granddaughter was now a grandson. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a really it's a it's a great family that you have. And I, you. I was just taken so uh, so with you all that uh, is why you're here today. Is why I wanted you to come yeah. and share your story because I think you have a great story to share with people. You know, with that kindness and decency and humanity for everybody, regardless yeah. of anything. You know. Yeah. It's, you know, when, when you're brought up in a family, you're taught to put people in these boxes. I like to think that you're not taught that, but we really are. You know, based on your you're community. Not intentionally. Exactly. Yeah. And it's based on your community. You know, mm -hmm. I was brought up in small town Cadillac, Michigan, and I was not exposed to a lot of different walks of life in small town Cadillac, Michigan. Um, and then I moved out to Pennsylvania and a whole new world opened up. And the diversity is just so extreme that why wouldn't you want to learn about each and every person that you share this planet sure. with? You know, it's, it's enlightening, it's inspirational, and if their story doesn't touch you, 
I don't know. I, I yeah. with it's at acceptance. <laughs> so we, we have to open ourselves to acceptance, and that you know that, that creates a little bit of a vulnerability. Is when you start yes. accepting people for who they are, you become vulnerable. Right. You know. Right. So. Well, and sharing your story is yes. is a big part of that it as really well. Is. You have to be okay with who you are as a person. I think to be able to, you know, to swallow that vulnerability and be okay with speaking your truth. Yeah. I appreciate you coming in and speaking your truth sure. and sharing Aiden's story, a little bit of Aiden's story. I know you have a, a, a much bigger story to tell, but tell me now, you're on the speaking circuit. Do you do the speaking circuit? Not really. Not really? No. We've, done, we've done a few things here and there, okay. but not necessarily on the circuit. <laughs> on the circuit. Okay. But if, if there is a group that would want to get in touch with you to for them for you to share your story with them? Would you be willing to I do would that? definitely be willing, okay. yes. Great, yes. that would be great. Thank you, Melissa. Certainly. So you can get in touch with us here at the People Chronicles. If you uh, would like Melissa and Aiden to come to speak to your group, or you can always just keep watching. Maybe Melissa will be back. <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you for watching.